Hi, just like Studio 54, my entrance policy on white stallions is quite simple. They better be hung like a horse. It's Condé Nasty. And just like your memories of Studio 54, I'm a potent, hazy mix of nostalgia, regret, and cocaine. It's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hi, Ursula. How are you? I'm good. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a lovely week uh, uh, where nothing terrible happened. Nothing, nothing majorly terrible happened, right? It's so weird to even contemplate that. It's like just, it's the usual terrible, but nothing like uniquely terrible happened. Unfortunately, and you know this, and this is like not a point of pride. I think as soon as the New York Times started posting headlines in quarantine that were like the fear scenarios I had already gamed out in my mind. And it was like nothing but a list of like mindful think pieces on all the things you've already thought about written in terms implying you haven't. My attitude towards news is I bury my head in the sand and then I consume a lot retroactively and know too much and scare myself and then I bury my head in the sand. So this has been an off week for me, I'll admit. I get it. I get it. It's it's ups and downs. We're all we're all we're all making it through. Yeah. No. But I mean, it's Biden presidency. Let, let's all is well on all is well. It, it yeah. Seems at this and, point. and the Democrats seem to not be fucking it up. Knock on wood. They 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 they're not yet. So you know. Yay. <laughs> yeah. And it, at least my social media is indicating that the gays are back in a looking at Pete Buttigieg in favorable terms, which is interesting. Um. Anyways, boy, this is a heady intro. Uh, On to Drag Race. Thank you, everyone, so much for tuning in uh, for our discussion and recap of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13, Episode 6. Um, This week we have a very special guest, a very good friend, fourth chair of the pod. Uh, She's a little girl I think Tamisha Aman would love. Please welcome Buffy Cummers. (laughs) <laughs> I could only be so lucky. Uh, I would love if she were my drag mother. Uh, hi, how are you two? Well, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Um, I, I, same as Ursula. Uh, uh, I'm enjoying that the news isn't just, you know, this constant barrage of anxiety pummeling me at all. Yeah, I can check it once yeah. a day instead of once every 10 minutes and it not feel like some kind of ethical malpractice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that is that is um, a welcome change. Um, and the snow, I don't know, it's been pretty. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, S- sitting at my yeah. desk, it's so fluffy. Yeah. I'm um, a landlord, so, yeah, so are, my uh... feelings on the snow are less excited, but yes, it is very pretty. Me, no, me too. Me too, and uh, yeah, I've had to shovel quite a bit, but I don't know. I've, I've been kind of lazy with my workouts lately, so uh, I will take that as my workout. Um, yeah, yeah. My, my husband is on that front as well. He did, however, pull a muscle in his back. Anyways, um, so, Buffy, we would love to, this is your first time this season on the pod, we would love to get your thoughts on season 13 thus far. Who are you liking? Who are you not? What are you thinking so far? Yeah, so uh, general thoughts on the season so far. Um, overall, I'm liking it. Uh, I didn't love how it started. I didn't love the whole top queens and bottom queens, and I don't like how that narrative is continuing. Um, I wish that they could all just be one season 13 crew um 
da, da, da. and then top queens i would probably say simone's absolutely my number one i fucking love her everything she does has been so fabulous uh she seems really sweet and kind um she's gorgeous constantly it's kind of insane um so she's hands down my favorite uh i would love to see her win Utica's also in there. I really enjoy her. I I like her take on drag. Um, I like her personality. She seems very genuinely sweet and kind and just happy to be there, but also legitimately creative. Um, Tamisha, I'm a huge fan of. This episode is also very, also obviously very sad, um, but she's drag excellence also. And I like Denali also. I think she's fabulous. And plot twist i'm really still into candy and i'm not usually the type of person who enjoys the one who is starting all the drama and is screaming at everyone constantly um and i i don't believe that she was on the right in that argument either but i think she's got incredible makeup skills um i there are many things i like like about candy muse and i would see her live while also being very much not on her side in her contestation with Tamisha. Well, yeah, Valkyrie said this last week, where it's like, yeah, I I want to see her in person. I am less enamored of her on this show because, you know, obviously being a great drag queen and being a great drag race contestant are are two different skill sets. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, having said that, she seems to be a very good drag race contestant also because (laughs) she's getting a lot of airtime. She she does know how to get the camera, yeah. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm sure I, I've, I've missed um, Queens, uh, but those are the ones that definitely stick out the most to me. Yeah, yeah, no, that um, makes sense. That makes sense. I yeah, I see all of that. I do feel like this is for me. It feels like it's a very talented cast this season, um, and I like a lot of them. Very few. I I think Denali is great. I do think some of her runways. I'm not thinking that she's really fully where she needs to be in terms of how she's executing looks for this show. And I definitely feel like tattered, torn, old ice skating looks that she already had is like not the move for some of these. And she's done that more than once. Um, so, but I, but I think she's a great performer. Um, so, I mean, it's a mixed bag for everyone. Um, so Rue comes in and announces the uh, this wallpaper runway challenge and that the girls need to pair up and their partner will be their partner for the maxi challenge this week. And they do their little looks. Uh, and Elliot and Tamisha, two queens who I, I agree, I do think it's a stacked season and they're being underestimated and they're both very talented, pair up for this and win it. I thought... They had really good comedy, and they both obviously understand costume design because I I do think they solidly won this. What oh yeah, they had they had an actual look. They constructed a garment as opposed and had to, comedy surrounding it. Oh yeah, as opposed to just oh like Lala Ree, This was not the time to just tape stuff stuff to yourself again. I know um, that was so funny, <laughs> and no one really commented on right. that. No one learned a lesson apparently. Um. See, I actually feel like this is the time where that's fine. You exactly. don't need to win I... the mini challenge. Last week was like, 
not okay. Like, I can't she should have leaned more into it to make it like this is a joke. I am making fun of myself. You know, yeah, no. like we're moving forward, but it was like, just kind of unclear. Yeah, like um, someone someone should have so, the the joke was right there for Rue to make. Like this was a more complete look than than your uh, bag look or something. Just yeah. Um, but oh no, I, God, I, I do wish somebody in the room said that. I don't remember. I gotta say, I don't remember Tamisha and Elliot's look. I, I'll, the only one I really remember is the the sushi look with the Mean Girls, that meant, which we'll get to that yeah. later. But yeah, uh, yeah, that's the only one that I really remember. Um, I, I liked that one. It was good. Like, yeah, I liked that one too. That was well done. Um, I'm a sucker a for really, an oversized bow. That makes sense. They had a yeah. really structured like um, shoulder thing that was like very intricately folded that had like that on top of it intricately folded details so it was yeah. like it was a statement it had um, real volume um, it's impressive i yeah. i like it reminded me of the mini challenge in uh season seven with i think it was uh was it katya who wore the swan dress and uh mrs yes. kasha davis um yes. yeah uh, was Joan like doing a Joan River yeah. impersonation? Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they and won. Me... That was the kind of thing where they won by a, like a landslide. Yeah, yeah. Like, what they did with that mini challenge, like nobody else was anywhere nearby. Yeah, and I, I love Utica. I respond to Utica. I, it's one of those like I appreciate all of the critiques of Utica, but I also love that she is like her own little planet, just going off and doing her like it's just. I, it wasn't like I don't think she should have won the challenge, but did I laugh very loudly at her like blindly stumbling around the workroom, completely insensate to all other stimuli? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah, no, me too, me too. Um, I do enjoy Bizarro Land Utica. Then they get into the maxi challenge, and Rue announces. I don't even remember how Rue announces, but it's like these disco duos. Um, and the categories for me were kind of interesting in terms of like sexy disco disco is dead but they're all doing some kind of disco era and it's like a collective musical number yeah i liked this setup um i love disco uh which i'm sure will shock you both um <laughs> i liked i liked they did a deep enough dive uh like i really like tagging the disco sucks like response as pretty explicitly low-key racist like it was just white men who couldn't handle that their that pop culture was dominated by a genre itself dominated by black women um that was fun to watch i did... and that it was like about liberation integration and sexual freedom right it was, yeah. scared it, them. it was literally straight white men and their feelings who think rock is the only valid expression and when she made fun of how you dance to rock i i died that was beautiful. that was great um, yeah, Rue was I, I, really having fun this episode. You could tell absolutely. she was having a great time this episode, and it made and, me really like it more. Yeah, and yes, I really liked that they did a better job tagging how old her references are because it, it was like funny. Like when they were trying to tag someone for not getting the "What a Dump" reference, I'm like, that movie is literally 70 years old, and it's not it's not first tier gay culture. When it was like, do you know who Charles Nelson Riley is? No. Uh, identify the singer of the song wrong two times in a row. Like, that was funny uh, to yeah. me. Um, also, I love this, and I love discussing disco because it reminded me 
of the time I got to see Donna Summer in concert. Uh, I was just out of college and was like, Taste of Chicago. So I was like wearing my three-piece suit because she had an office job. And I went and I'm like, well, this will be like 20 minutes. Like she's not going to do like a two-hour free concert. Bitch did a two-hour free concert. And I distinctly recall the group of people she pulled on stage to do the chorus of On the Radio. You will never see a happier group of straight black women and gay white men in your life. Oh. It was it, it was just like a lovely reminder of one of my favorite memories. So I was like, thank you, RuPaul's Drag Race, for bringing this back to the front of my mind. <laughs> That's very funny. And your comment on the calling out how, how old these references are, I feel like Ru is youth-obsessed and, and is very um, inclined to give the crown to a young, ambitious queen, but tends to pull from a whole gay canon that is just far before their time so i like that this feels a little bit like the first time where they're really acknowledging like this is a history lesson this is fully a history lesson none of them know who charles nelson riley is like and that's that yeah. do you guys have any thoughts on the walk through the workroom other than rue's energy was so much more palpably present than it has been historically it, it gave me high hopes for a challenge that I ultimately found pretty lackluster. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, like, really loving this episode. I was like, holy shit, Drag Race is back. This is so much fun. Um, and then I, I did not understand the challenge whatsoever. I didn't understand how to... I know I'm jumping ahead, and we can, get, we can jump right back, but, like, I, I didn't understand how they would grade this challenge i don't know i was i was it, it really set me up to yeah be a i was i was expecting this to be one of the best because you figure the writing in this didn't have to be good since it was a dance challenge yep and yeah we'll, we'll get there but ooh. the other one moment in the workroom that did make me cackle was sweet innocent olivia lux being like well what if they judge us by teams and you're the trio so they'll do a double elimination i'm like stir that pot just just stir it with both hands <laughs> i think that olivia lux on this episode between that and utica muttering oh for the first time um tina burner's hair is big enough that it actually makes her look small and olivia being like say it out loud say it out loud say it out loud that was great it it no it was a no it was he i no it was a why don't you say that it was a quiet controlled manipulative feminine beta energy mean girl like this is gretchen wieners at her best energy and i loved seeing that from sweet adorable olivia lux i also loved uh, seeing tina burner not know what to do with that read like she like truly was not prepared for it and didn't have a good comeback oh no kind of, she like, did immediately shook. immediately she was like Hopefully I'm standing next to Lala. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. It was just like weak. I, I feel like she was not. Oh, I thought I thought she handled that really well. And I thought it was very funny. Like, wear this wig, stand next to Lala. I'll finally look like a woman. Like, yeah. I thought she had a great response. I Maybe I also just don't like Tina Burner at all. I don't like Tina Burner at no, I all. I have this weird thing where I think because Tina Burner is normally, like, Tina Burner should check all my boxes for drag like you know old-timey references comedy queen theatrical queen and i don't like her and i'm worried that i dislike her more than i would if i didn't expect to like her in the first place so i'm like yeah kind of like this challenge yeah what is it about mm -hmm. you that i'm not responding to when i should love you to bits 
Um, does, she see, do old, does she I do old timey references though? Well, she seems. Well, or I does she just like say she's a comedy queen and hasn't really she, been funny? She is. Yeah. Fair point. So she, Fair point. She, she Trixie Mattel describes her and this season and all of her runways as she's camp without the fun. Like yeah, this that is this, real. This is real. Um, and she likes Tina Burner and has seen her live and is like she's a great comedian and works crowds really well and is like mean funny and is a great actress which we've already seen this season there's nothing compelling like i knew her well before this i knew of her well before this season and i expected to like her and i so don't but this week's pit stop trixie mattel like read this episode oh yeah and read the oh i gotta watch it tina burner which is funny because they're friends oh yeah <laughs> All right, so mo- moving into the was uh, moving into the rehearsals, um, the big thing there obviously was learning that Tamisha has been com- competing wearing an ostomy bag. Which the the note I literally wrote to myself uh, when I was taking because you know I care about the quality of the content. I take notes. Um, was like my heart continues to break for Tamisha Aman. I just I couldn't handle it. Like I I like paused the episode to like just sit in that sit in that feeling for yeah. a while. Like it like. Oh god, I'm I'm gonna get emotional talking. Just um, like I didn't realize this until I was watching the, which I'm gonna get back to later. The I I watched this week's What You Packin', and I never do, but I did because it's her. And she talked about like they talked about doing the she, she did, and it didn't hit me till I saw it. She did a sheer challenge having to hide an ostomy bag. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I like I yeah. can't even process that. Um, it's just oh, she's a hero, and I love her. I, that reveal, I kind, I instantly went to anger at the judges because yeah. I feel like they had to have known this this right. detail, right? And and I, you know, immediately went back to Michelle's critique of it seems like you're hiding something. It seems like you're holding back, you know, and 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 and, and at, like obviously trying to coax this confession out of her. That I I just it it felt gross to me. I didn't like it. I agree. I am very uncomfortable with the way that the judges have handled Tamisha Aman, and there's a little part of me that wants to know where to send my hate, hate mail. Like, yeah. I'm, I am very frustrated. I mean, I think Ursula put it best when she said, last week, Tamisha Aman ended up in the bottom three for looks where the worst criticism that you could give is they were the definition of safe, which should have made her safe, not <laughs> bottom three. Yeah. Like... That is such a cogent statement. Like to me, she was middle the middle to the pack to like maybe a little higher than that. And I cannot believe that they put her in the bottom three. It was absurd. Yeah, in the ball. This it week, was at the ball challenge. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little pissed. She was in the bottom two this week, which I'll, I will get to. I have I have more notes. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. All right. So, do we want to get into then the performance? Uh. Yeah, uh, I liked the mirror moments. I will say that I liked all of the mirror moments to uh, this week. Me too. Uh, oh yeah, Olivia's reveal. Yeah, I liked Olivia's reveal. Um, uh, who else had a good? There was another good reveal, I think. But oh, that's uh, one t- I can think of. Tamisha about her, uh, Mrs. Kemp, the the neighborhood lady who taught her to dance. Like yeah, oh, yeah, God, that just warmed my heart. Like and oh, and God. Candy. Oh, sorry, but I, I mean, like, sorry, what yeah. were you gonna say about Tamisha? Oh, just uh, the show's been handling those mirror moments really well this season like they've been really interesting and informative and real 
in a yeah. way that they can come off like obviously they're produced, but the production's been very good this time around. Where like, I, you know, I was watching old pit stops speak uh, while high last night, and there was a great. I think it was like Trixie and Bob talking about like there is literally no other show on TV that spends this much time with this many different kinds of queer people, and yeah. those mirror moments have really been supporting that notion this season that like everyone is on their own journey everyone has their own traumas their own triumphs and they're all unique and beautiful and tragic in their own ways and uh like yeah they're, they're like maybe pose is now like the only other show on tv that says there's more than one queer narrative yeah no i i agree with that and i will say for what it's worth getting um i feel like i could tell that candy has had to fight a lot yeah and is extremely defensive and i empathize with that but also i you know acknowledge when well you are being arrogant and that's not inaccurate yeah Um, that's just the textbook definition it did give me a little color into her that did made me sympathize with her more um yeah not that i didn't already i I agree like i really liked that mirror moment for candy um even though she, she doesn't get to a place where she can admit that she was wrong, wrong in that moment, <laughs> you know? Uh, but I, 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 I like anything that's going to humanize any of them more. Um, and I already have a soft spot for Candy, so I, I, was, I was here for more airtime for her. Yeah. Um, no, so I liked, I, I liked all three Mirror moments. I thought they were all great. Yeah. I agree. All right, so then let's get into the performance. What did you think, Ursula? The best Tina Burner has ever looked. Oh, absolutely. That dress was the perfect choice. Yeah, as was that wig. I agree. Like, I looked at that, and I'm like, oh my god, this lightens and moves. It, it's it's just... Because the other... Yeah, she always wears these huge... The, it's the fire engine red-orange, but it's all, they're also so stiff and... La- like, not lacquer, but they're just like like Peg Bundy wigs, where it's like, this had all of it moved, and I'm like, you look a thousand percent better take notes like wear more of this like even the color scheme in that dress at least served the challenge because like that kind of garish over-the-top color scheme suited the era um totally but that she also just had energy and the dress had movement yeah it she was very alive on stage she's a great performer that hair was amazing um the other two i just lukewarm was like the best i could come up with for for candy and gotmik there um just it felt very like Tina was this was the dancer and then these two were like just the backup singers kind of uh doing that little arm shift and rhythm like there was just nothing there Trixie Mattel described Candy Muse's outfit in the dance number as looking like something that somebody doesn't who doesn't know how to sew makes during a sewing challenge yes yes <laughs> again it was I think Trixie was like having an off day or something but like this week's pit stop she just like tore this cast apart in <laughs> a very comedic way anyways sorry what were you going to say Buffy dance challenges are are really hard to um, judge, I think, uh, as a as a television viewer, because I felt like they were really editing who was good and who was bad. Yeah. Like, and they would they would only show like Candy's face and not really her moving, or they would, you know. I feel like they 
I could really see the strings that they were pulling. Yeah. I, I, I gotta tell you, I 100% absolutely agree with you. And I felt like I've, I've heard a lot of things on the internet in terms of responding to this dance number. And I feel like none of it because I feel like a, it's the same era, but they all look so different. The, the hairstyles, the coloring, etc., is so different that it already visually feels chaotic on stage. And I feel like I had a lot of difficulty making any sense of who did well yeah. and who didn't. I definitely got that Tina Burner did well. We got like a full body. Exactly. We saw compelling. her the most. Kind of like yes. when you know who's going to win the lip sync because they keep on showing that person. Yeah. Yes. You know? Um, and I felt like Olivia, ha- Olivia has a face that could truly launch a thousand ships and had a wig with a lot of movement and a dress with a lot of movement. I don't even feel like it felt like very skilled or good dancing. I just Agreed. think she is gorgeous and compelling to watch and watching her shake that wig the way she did. It didn't even feel very much like a disco thing. It was just like, this is a beautiful drag queen with absolute star quality doing something that's visually like draws your eye. Yeah. It didn't even feel like a good performance, just that it was joyous. That, yeah. It was joyous yeah. and effortless in a way that feels like Olivia Disco. Lux feels yes, and and very Olivia Lux too. Yeah, and and this is uh, this along with the corresponding runway. Like Utica really drove home those critiques of her this week. Like she she mugged. Oh, it. are we fully leaving the performance with the runway now? Oh no, I'm just, no, I'm talking. I'm still talking about okay. the, even the dance where like she okay. was mugging. She was doing the that, campy. Right. It's like the like I'll say this. We 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 have the show has always been much more ready to tell a pageant queen well you can't just rely on pretty and you can't and the body queens you can't just rely on that body because the show took so long to even acknowledge the existence and legitimacy of comedy queens we haven't gotten a queen where we had to be like you can't just rely on that comedy like utica like this is the episode that really showed utica has a little bit of a problem translating herself into the challenge which is something the greatest queens can do. They can remain true to themselves, they can remain true to their style, but they can modulate it for the thing, for the challenge in front of them. And Utica, had she dialed it back even a little, her dancing was fine. Like she wasn't, she, she wasn't Barishnikov or anything, but she was, she, she was competent. Hitting and, the moves, she didn't look lost. Right, so all she had to do was kind of lock down her face a little to like, let that only be in your eyes, not in your contorted mouth. Just this yeah, one. no. She was <laughs> she was doing the dance as a comedic camp performance, so she was hitting the marks, but the whole time her face was selling it as comedy yeah. to an extent that like was disparate from what they were actually performing. Right. Like there is a you're going too far. You're doing. Yeah. You are do. You're actually doing too much. It's yeah. not a rejection of camp. This is just too much. It doesn't work. Right. And this is that even last week like. I was a little annoyed with the critique during the uh, um, ball challenge because I did think she looked so absolutely stunning and I think that she should have won. Uh, I thought that look was one of the greatest ball looks of the entire series. Um, And she, you know, did do camp in the first two looks, but she kept it like fashion in the third look. So, you know, we, she, she was able to, I don't, you know, not do that for every single look. Um, but I do agree. I like the critique because it's something that she is capable of controlling in the future. Um, it's not like, you know, please fundamentally change everything about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that you Jan. can get this crown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, it's it's something that she can do, and it's also something that I think she should do because it is a crutch, and you can kind of hide insecurities if you're always going into camp and comedy. Um, and this was an opportunity to for to like kind of own her sexy side or own her you know sultry side and ju- and i i'm excited to see her tackle that it'll be interesting to see if the judges know how to cogently communicate that to a contestant in a way that makes sense um i think ross could to- in in the right in the right acting challenge i think like ross and like if ross and nicole buyer were directing a challenge I think they could pull that out of Utica because I think they're both very good at comedy has a bunch of sides and, you know, you can pick more than you can color with all 64 crayons in the box. I agree. I am curious. Um, I I mean, I just I always love it when the judges act a little more like coaches. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It seemed like actual useful. I don't know. Tips. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think of uh using a hula hoop for the sexy category this crystallized my this crystallized something for me where it was just like was the choreography itself just bad this week yes (laughs) thank you thank you that's very validating buffy and i i i feel it and i appreciate just it was like i i thought the hula hoop was just gonna be like a practice aid like to get everyone's hips moving and then we will set aside this tool and do a dance the hula hoop was weirdly constraining and it didn't read disco it read we yeah it was just weird to me it didn't read disco it didn't read sex which was supposed to be their section of disco was sexy yeah. disco uh, they did did they even use it around their hips or was it only around their arm it was only ever on their arms except when uh to me they both like, were last she like yeah. lassoed um, yeah. Elliot. It just it seemed it was, stupid. I, I think like it, it was supposed to be performed flirtatiously and bring you back to an era. Um, I get it. I don't think it was the right choice, but whatever. And I was kind of underwhelmed by the choreography this week. At, at, which leads into I think the one that was most underwhelming, sadly, was Denali and Rose. They did everything he asked of them completely. But I just ended up not caring. It, you know, it was visually uninteresting. I'm glad to hear this take because I did watch that performance and sort of feel like it's weird that I feel nothing. Yeah. And the most I feel anything about is that Tina really turned it out. Tina, who generally makes me feel nothing. Yeah. Like, I felt... Yeah. Like, I, I didn't know if I, I was off in my reading of it. I um, don't know. My take on Tina was that she had a good dress that she looked super awkward and stupid in. I I, <laughs> I I think you dislike Tina more than we do, and I'm enjoying uh, I'm enjoying that. Go on. I, I almost please. I almost spit take iced coffee all over my microphone, which would be the gayest conversation to have at the genius bar ever. <laughs> I yeah, I did not I did not <laughs> I'm not going to give it to Tina this week. Like, great. You had a sparkly (laughs) dress that Olivia Lux wore on, like, the first episode so much better. Yeah. You wore a blonde Uh, wig. Groundbreaking. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For Lala Ree and Simone, did... Was Simone ever on camera? 
I literally thought like it looks like are they hiding she her? She definitely was. Okay, she was. I, just, I liked her I, look, and she she hit her steps just fine. Okay. She yeah, had she a did. Fun look. I, I liked her look. Yeah, she hit her steps fine. Um, I, I back to Rose and uh, yeah. Denali. Denali. I I will agree. I was surprised at how much my eye kept on going to Rose mm-hmm. when I when I liked Denali a lot more. Um, uh, I didn't I didn't expect that. I liked uh, I liked Denali's look. I did not like Denali's wig. I hated her wig. Oh, it was it was a terrible choice. Yeah. I think she makes bad styling choices when she tries to like do something and then be a little different. Like I think I like her a lot in many ways. I do think that her looks are not where they need to be in order her, for her to really be somebody who could win this season. And oh, I was hoping... I would agree with and that. the thing is, I see everything else in her that we need to see. Yeah, like, the, the, the like, motivation and skill set to make that video two weeks ago in the middle of a fucking pandemic? Yeah. Queen. Like, just, yeah, yeah there, there's so much there to love, and the, that wig was just not one of them. No, I think she was trying to stand out, and it was like, yeah, and it feels deeply not of this era. Like, deeply not of this era. Which is why... You shouldn't do it. Um, I also, anyways. I also didn't understand the disco sex section of the dance. Like, Yeah, it made no sense. It, that was, it felt like more disco. They it just felt did like disco early 80s disco. Yeah. I thought they no, were it didn't gonna, make like, sense. I thought they were going to do some, you know, like kind of Kiss inspired, like cheesy 80s rock. And they were going to yeah. be total joy kills. And then like the rest of the group was going to destroy them with their, you know, fabulous dance moves. It was totally unclear exactly what it would be. And then it looked like disco from the early 80s. Yeah. Styling, dancing. And the thing is, I liked it, but it was like, this doesn't like, this feels like not clear what this is, but they did a good job and you're not putting them in the top or the bottom. So whatever. I, I will say I liked when all of them were on stage and we are family came on that made me yeah. that made me smile that, like I mean I'm only human. Uh, I like how you say that like because I'm trying to watch it like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, with that, are we ready to take it to the runway? Oh yeah, yeah. You know I'm just gonna ask flatly, Buffy. What did you think of this runway this week? What are your? Uh, I out to you? my standouts were Simone, uh, Gottmik. Uh, I really liked Candy's idea. I hated the beard that she gave herself. Um, uh, who else did I really like? I thought I liked Candy's idea. It is a take on the come to Gerson garment that then Aja emulated. I was going to say, it reminded me of Gaga. Aja. Yeah, that felt and dress. That was, that's her drag mom. Exactly. Um, so yeah. it's the same reference that Lady Gaga wore, the same structure. I, I felt like it was a good take because Little Black Dress is so simple that you have to do something out of the box. Agreed, agreed. But then making the choice to smear the, like, black oil paint on her face and hairline was like, that's not the move. I didn't mind Uh, it in the hairline, actually. I thought it looked fine in the hairline. It looked terrible in her beard. uh, And her makeup was great otherwise. So I don't know why she fucked it up like that. I, Um, I honestly, that's the kind of thing where I'm like, that is so not the choice. I, like, I... The thing is, the look was... The runway was good. The makeup choice was like, I know you're trying to tie it together. This is not it. Yeah. Uh, I'm tr- I know there were others that I really liked. Um, I mean, I love Simone's just because she looked 
fucking phenomenal. That yeah, hair was, it was amazing. Deeply, the hair show is in town. Yeah, vibes, which I love. I love the like black pride. I love that she like oils up four days mm-hmm. every runway. She is literally just sliding, like shining. She's like greasing up that runway for the other girls. It's yeah. so funny. Like, she better never trip on that runway like Akasha, because if she tries to pull that spin, she'll, like, rotate off the surface of the earth. Just I agree. <laughs> um, I, I wasn't wild about the dress, but I like it conceptually. Yeah. Loved the hair. Yeah. Um, I was ready to play Quidditch. Like, yeah. so fun. She looks so good. And oh, then Gottmik, up. I will say, I loved Gottmik's because it was just such a gender euphoria moment. Uh, yeah. you know, she was rocking her boy chest and just so, just, you could tell how happy and comfortable she was. And it, I, it was fucking, I loved it. I loved it. I would really like to know who has done the body contouring surgeries on Gottmik because they are a skilled artist. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, if, if like a Miss Fame or a Violet Chachki walked out doing that, I think the judges would have rolled their eyes a little that like, well, you just wanted to be naked on stage, which is a valid impulse, but not an every time decision. With Gottmik, it does actually feel like, like her joy was just apparent and it does kind of elevate the presentation. Yes. I agree. Um, I wish Lala Ree had any idea how long a dress that fits her was. Oh my god, Legit question. Was this worse than the bag look? Kind <laughs> no. of? No, nothing will ever be Absolutely worse than the not. bag look. <laughs> yeah, absolutely um, not. But it, it is like, she has a line that she's like, I like to wear a short dress. That's cute. That's a short dress for, like, Denali. That is not a short dress for you. Right. That is a long shirt. That is not a dress. It needs to be, like, three inches longer to be a dress. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that shit around her shoulders and neck. What even was that? It, it, yeah, I didn't like it It either. just looked again like she took a undergarment and slapped some shit on it. I will say I enjoy that um, Elliot with two Ts. That is a right-out-of-the-bag 28-inch, like, $34.99 on Amazon ombre wig that... She wore very well because it's made for somebody about exactly her proportions and the most simple black dress with a shawl. I know if you're a drag queen working bachelor parties in Vegas, like this simple fishy moment is like cute. You're on RuPaul's Drag Race. You got little black dress. Like you need to do better. I hated um, it. I yeah, hated uh, her wig too. I, I, thing, I hate It's so passable woman. But the thing is like, if they give you little black dress and you show up with that, what you're saying is, I literally have no creativity. Like this is this is what I'm giving yeah, you, tr- and like that's not that's not the choice. Yeah, Trixie's yeah. line on pit stop this week was like, uh, like you saw the list, little back dress. Oh, I have that. Like that, you're not supposed to do that. You're yeah. never supposed to yeah. say, oh, I already have that completed look. You are supposed to dig in to do something really stunning. Also, the coat was so big. I wanted her like the better. St- runway choice would be just to take it off and leave it on the runway while you walked because you spent like tr- 10 minutes trying to awkwardly fold it up on itself because there was so much fabric you couldn't carry it it was very weird to look at at least she tried to add any visual interest other than like totally passable daytime drag i also i really hated her dark roots and blonde wig like She's not. She's that not Romy at the front. Straight prom. out of a bag. That is straight out of a bag. Like classic, whatever. I think she wears that kind of look well, but it is like 
that's understated. Like, you could literally pass for a woman at a grocery store. Yeah. A woman who's a little dressed up to be at the grocery store, but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's so ordinary. Yeah. I, I hated Tina's. Um, I was thinking of Tina's, too, actually. You know we what's funny? We all fucking hated Tina's. I First didn't. Up, that, like... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Give, give, hot take. Give it yeah. to me, Mom. <laughs> no, Friendship no, no. over. <laughs> <laughs> I have no hot take for it. I will not say that it is good, but it is a different take on a little black dress. It's still incorporating her brand, which is fucking, you know, red, yellow, and orange. But thank God it was mostly black, so I'm going to like it more than anything else I've seen her in. But her hair and makeup is consistently terrible and terrible. and terrible her black eyes why does like why has michelle not told the her low to bangs, fix her eyes she has a low brow line so doing low bangs like does her no favors at all at all like she does not know wigs that make any sense with her face she is a large man with a large face and there's things you do if you are a drag queen with a large man with a large face and those wigs are like not those it. are wigs that like pheromone could pull off because she already basically looks like a woman like those do not work for you tina burner the wig was barely styled it was literally just plopped on her head and yeah she had you know it's like that coverall was almost immediately disqualifying like from the competition from from like american citizenship just just out it tied in with the dress but it was like anything where it's like this is the reveal it is like eh. it at least tied in with the dress Meh. Yeah. I liked Olivia's even... It, it's, it's one of those... Her interpretation of a little black dress was, look at my hair. But the whole time I'm like, look at this bitch's hair. <laughs> okay, I have a monologue on this. I love it when a woman, a drag queen, does... Here is hair that is very similar to my complexion. Um, and I'm going to volumize it. And I can get away with a lot in terms of makeup. Like, I can do a bold eye because it sort of visually broadens the palette. I like that it was this big, disco-y, gorgeous hair with her face that could launch a thousand chips. That dress didn't even fit her. It was extremely loose in the bust. That's like a, you could get that for $20 or less on Amazon. Simple little black dress. It didn't even fit her. Like, it, it literally was separating from her chest so far but the camera didn't focus on it. My like immediate thought was like, well, you need to like sew that in. Obviously, you ordered that like the week you got cast on Drag Race and we're told little black dress like this. But like take a stitch to the back just to like take it into the top. Didn't even bother. Olivia has such luminary star quality. And this week was so underwhelming. She won on two wigs, a face that could launch a thousand ships and a black dress that didn't even fit her. And here's the thing. I think she deserved the win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were no other contenders. No, none. None. So, um, but I agree. When you said you had a monologue about this dress, I was like, if this bitch likes this dress, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with you're myself. You're like, friendship over. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was so basic and so shitty and did not fit her. I agree. Um, I also do grade Olivia a little bit more harshly uh, because everyone around me is so obsessed with her and I don't quite get that. She this has week, star quality. This, she absolutely does have star quality and I will not, like, she absolutely does. Uh, I, I am one of those people who will tell you, I think Olivia is not the most talented or most aware. There's all sorts of things. I just like her. I love her. I'm drawn to her. Like, yeah. 
I know that she has to work way less hard than a lot of other people to charm the fuck out of me. It doesn't negate the fact yeah. that she charms the fuck out of me. But I get the impulse to want to be fair and feel like, I feel like Olivia just falls into things. I think Olivia falls into a lot <laughs> yeah, of things. Yeah, no, but like the, the, la- the last queen I felt this like reflexively affectionate for all the time, regardless of outcomes, is like Chi Chi DeVane. Maybe Heidi in Closet. Like that level of just... You have been gifted that everyone will always want to look at you, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> wow. The look on your face right now is like, I hate that the two of you are so eagerly drinking this Kool-Aid. No, yeah. I, especially after this episode, I, I'm so happy I got to know more about her. I'm so glad that she's around. I'm so glad that she's on this season. Yep. She's a fabulous queen. Uh, she does have this light that is just, you know, intoxicating. Um I just, I wasn't really seeing it until this week. Uh, okay. Yeah. What did y'all think of Denali's look? Um, I like it. I'm, I wonder if those spider eye appliques look better in person than on camera. Cause they looked like the way the lights were hitting them. I couldn't tell if they were like blended properly or like, like not just like in terms of makeup, but like, like when you put on that kind of appliance, I've watched enough Star Trek to know this. Like, you basically have to build the blend from the piece into your real skin out of the latex paint uh, to make, like, the transition. And I couldn't tell if that was done right, but I think that might have just been an HD camera where in person it actually probably does look pretty stunning. And I like how she thought about it, like the Spider-Woman thing. I might have liked a full-length gown for a Spider-Queen look. I don't know why. Like, I just think of something more Elvira, Morticia Adams-y. You it's can't be do little. a full... It's a little black dress. Little black so dress. Oh, fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I liked it. It wasn't great. It's probably one of her better looks overall. Um, and, who girl, when she was safe, you could tell she was not happy. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. I thought it was a smart choice with such a simple prompt. Yeah. Um, yes, agreed. It, exactly. She she did go the extra mile with, you know, thinking a little bit outside the box. What's the story behind this little black dress? Oh, right. it's a funeral. That's yeah. fun. She was yeah. she was high middle for me. Yeah. Me too. Um, and then, oh, we need to discuss Utica. There's a lot uh, we need to discuss. Well, let's discuss Rosé first because I just want to tick my one complaint. Then we can move on to where we're going to spend way sure. more time. Rosé needs to go through her closet and find every outfit where she has inexplicably glued tool to the side seams and burned them. Like, she's not she's not like a linebacker, but she's also not a pheromone. Like, all you're doing is making yourself look weirdly, literally boxy. I don't know why you think this flatters you at all. <laughs> yeah, she wears tool way too much. She's addicted. She is like a sub pig bottom for her clothing. Like it just dominates her <laughs> all the time. And yeah. I I'm so sick of the judges not saying this. No, she's in a uh, chastity cage made of tool. I get it. Like Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like she needs to go and burn her wardrobe. I think she has a thing for tool and I think that she has stage presence and a lot of what she wears probably works well in her like life as a working drag queen. I do think that for this season, she would have been well served to like, for some of those looks to get something else that isn't oh, no. And, and I'm not side. objecting to Tool. I'm objecting to her specific application in stitching an outline of her entire outfit in Tool because this is the second look that's done that. And it's very strange. 
I, I do think that she, yeah, it, it's it's true. That is absolutely, the, the, the suit the blue, No, did. I remember yeah. the other look. Yeah. I think both of those are looks that would have a, a purpose for a working drag queen. Yeah. And I'm not like, burn it. But I am like, you needed to do something else. For, for a lot of this. I don't think he's That's actually all. advocating for for It's a metaphorical destruction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the one our country's enduring. Um, oh my God. But I agree. I, I, I think that it just, it makes her look bigger. I, I, I And she's a beautiful queen. She's She she has great makeup skills. Um, I yeah. think that her, her wig application cuts into her face a little too much. So she has this like geometric wig line that, that I think that she could work on. Um, yeah, I was not a fan of Rosé's look at all. Yeah, and I, I like Rosé now. After her Scottish accent last week, I'm, I, she bumped up, like, two spots in my list. Um, so I really want her to succeed. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay, thoughts on Utica? I liked it. I think she looked pretty. Um, I, th- I think she's hamming it up a little too much. For me already, and I, I, I am very excited to see if she can live up to the challenge of just strutting down the runway. I know that this was like a campy look, but it still could have, I don't know, it was just a little too ham with with her facial expressions. For for, yeah. me, for me, this put, I would have put Utica in the bottom two over Tamisha. Okay. Oh yeah, we didn't talk we'll about that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, no, what second. I'm saying, like... The the look, like, saying, like, it wasn't even like the earrings were that distinct or viewable. It wasn't like they were huge earrings you could immediately clock as even related to the look. I couldn't even tell what her earrings were in close-up. Um, it's one of those, like, okay, you're kind of in an echo chamber of your own creative instincts, and all I think all great art is at least a little collaborative, even if it's interacting with other people's opinions in its process. Like, the mugging... Also, I did, her face was it was like too much for me. Like the huge oversized lips with the huge oversized lips. Like the the collective result was like a look of like normally I'm enchanted even when I'm like on I like I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I am or how I got here, but I'm enjoying my time here in this liminal space of Utica's imagination. This was the first time where I'm like, what is. Yeah, I just I did not respond to this one really at all, and the the mugging made it worse. Honestly, an editorial runway with this kind of exaggerated look may have created that imbalance that I normally find so charming. But this time, I'm just like I don't, I'm not I don't see this one. So I feel like Studio Fifty Four. You saw like you got like Andy Warhol and like artists and all sorts of different types iconically like fraternizing at the disco and like you know people coming in in white horses uh people coming in and stuff that's a little like living art sometimes and gold was very big in the disco era the sort of moving art element and the like artist scene within disco i felt like this was a look where between the gold and the sort of being yourself a a moving art piece that's a little like the the I guess, foreshadowing of a club kid movement. I feel like this did make sense as her, like, I'm going to do a little black dress that makes sense this week. I just think that she hammed it up way too much as opposed to walking like a moving piece of art. And she was just like, it was my earrings. She wasn't like, I wanted to do something that was a little 
out of the box Andy Warhol's circle of like artist friends going to Studio 54. Um, I had this earring of a woman in a little black dress who's gold, and I thought it would be an interesting visual impact on stage. Like, I think there's a way to sell how this made sense this week that she absolutely did not do to an extent that, like, I think she would have gotten a much different response if she verbalized it differently than, like, I'm just emulating my yeah. hearing. Yeah, that's And a I do point. think the, the camping it up did not help her at all. Like, it really worked against her. Having said all that, I had the exact same reaction that Michelle did when she realized what the reference was, which was elation. She was very excited. She, you know, uh, yeah. which is like, oh my God, did you see? I, I did the same thing. So, you know, that's definitely more than I can say for what Tamisha had. I kind like, I understand it wasn't as finished as it could have been. And there's probably some realities to how she can fit a dress right now um, that came into play there. But I like to me, like, I love this pageant drag that she serves. It's always so thoughtful and beautiful. And I, I think Tamisha, between her performance, which was reserved, admittedly reserved, but technically on point, and a look that was like structured and pretty, and a face that was beat, I, I, I thought she was safe over. I think, yeah, I just, I like, and maybe it's because I like Tamisha so much. It's one of those, like, the same elements that make me go, Olivia's just wearing a wig, but wear your wig. Wear all the wigs. I want to die looking at your wigs. Like, I that same affection for Tamisha maybe papers over the lackluster elements of this look, but there's something about it that I liked, that I, that I think was, like, responsive to the challenge and, like, good. <laughs> I, I think we're all having a very hard time justifying really anyone being in the top and anyone being in the bottom and I think that they should have just like announced the people who pitched this concept as a challenge like the producers and have them lip sync for their jobs (laughs) Uh, see Okay, I feel like the little black dress is so classic that giving the queen something so simple that they know they can't just do something this simple Except is actually kind of a nice... Yeah, no, sorry. I meant the challenge. I meant the challenge. Not, not, I, okay. Even though we are talking about the runway right now, I'm just like, I, I guess I'm just thinking about, because we are kind of like, di- like flirting with delving into who really is in the bottom two, who, you know, who really won. I do think that Tamisha's dress was underwhelming and not proportionized in a way to flatter her. And wearing a black wig with it is like, oh, you're making it even more like monochromatic in a way that doesn't help you. Yeah. That like up until now, I've been like, the judges aren't going to judge her fairly because they literally never judge older queens fairly. And this week I felt like her look was so safe it was underwhelming and she was trepidatious in the eyes. I, I do feel like this week it's hard to pick a top and a bottom. because. But I don't think... I think the choreography was underwhelming, but the concept was good this week. And I think a little black dress is a fun prompt that you are expected to, like, fit within but still break outside of. Exactly. Like, And it's so clear. And I felt like... The choreography and the execution of the runway was underwhelming this week. So it's very hard to pick tops and bottoms. And I feel like the judges were just going to eliminate Tamisha Iman 
as soon as that it was justifiable. Which and kind of blows my, my mind. I feel like... My takeaway is, I really want you to either... I, what I want is for them to start taking older contestants seriously and not judge them through such a weird specific lens of like, oh, you've done this before or whatever. Like, last week when Tamisha was in the bottom three for fully safe, well-executed looks, like, was insane to me. And I feel like they just want to get rid of her. And on some level, I'm like, don't bring older queens and make me fall in love with them and then eliminate them completely unfairly. Yeah, I, I, I like. I don't know how you guys. Oh, no, feel. I did I, not see Tamisha going home this early in this in the series. Me neither. Yeah, and yeah. I think the only reason she was in the bottom two was because of the fight in Untucked. They did it. They did a. They did a lip sync for your life to tie the bow on the plot line of, um, and mitigate the possibility of it getting more explosive or possibly violent. But actually, no, Hersla, I do want your thoughts on like, do you feel like they treated Tamisha as a fair contender. No, absolutely like, Do you feel not. like they've been trying to judge her fairly at all? Do you well, think that they... I think they wanted her... They, they kept trying to goad her, I think, either, like you suggested, into revealing, you know, that she has the ospie bag of where she is in her uh, cancer treatment, yeah. or to have, like, what they term her, like, big breakout, defeat the intercept. Like, they were trying to manage her storyline in a way that didn't respect the kind of drag she does and does extraordinarily well. Like, like I've said this, I think every episode of this podcast. Or respect this her season, as a person. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like at normal, like normally when they bring in the older established queen, there's like a chip on the shoulder. There's a resistance to the new and you get none of that from Tamisha to Tamisha. Like sometimes I think you can criticize the older queen for coming in with like their own kind of negative energy about their role in the competition and Tamisha had none of that, which, when you think about it, is even more shocking because of all the of all the women on this earth who have competed in the show who have reason to feel angry at the universe, it's probably Tamisha. <laughs> um, and she came in and was just joyous and wise and warm. And not even, like, warm in that, like, oppressively motherly way where you declare yourself the mother and start butting in to fix things. No, no, just... Just like, like I want to be Tamisha's friend after watching the season. Like I would want that person in my life, and I think the show never. It, it's like this weird for for as much as the show can be obsessed with like the beauty queens over comedy queens or whatever, they never treat that older generation of pageant queens seriously. And it's like all of the things, all of no. the things that you're doing, like much like disco. I could pull out the list of songs that were pop that are popular with the kids of today and point to if not explicit hooks from those songs, certainly the people who wrote these songs learned from the people who did disco. And like all of your runway looks, all, all of the Gottmics and the Uticas and like all of that look, all of those looks have some DNA from the, the runways Tamisha was mastering while they were still in diapers. And it's just like, there's just no, like it's like a weird disconnect of like, they just don't celebrate it for itself. It's always like, if you did a good pageant look, the best you get is, Oh well, that was a great thing and a thing we don't care as much about. And it's yeah, either either start taking it like like Pandora box. What we what I remember thinking when it was like when she gets sent home, it's like either start respecting the kind of drag that Pandora and Jinx do, or stop casting them because it's it's yeah. not fun to watch. I think that they have a hard time knowing what to do with older queens because Rue is the older queen, mm. and and that you know they. They... Maybe that's that. That's the problem. If you treat Tamisha with respect, she gets promoted to, and factually is, Rue's contemporary, 
or at least closer than certainly any of the other contestants, where it's just like, if this girl was turning looks in Atlanta in the 80s, then you know what? Those two might have had it might have gotten real high at a club in Atlanta at the same on the same night and not even know where it's just like and and Rue probably certainly can't tolerate that where it's like, oh yeah, one of my drag contemporaries is on this show because that would give their opinion more weight or hers less weight, which I don't think is necessarily true. Even with someone like Lady Bunny, where who is also fabulous in their own right, been doing it for a thousand years, just the same. It's not like having that energy there negates Rue's energy. Rue is a force unto herself. There's a reason she is like the crossover drag queen by herself for yes. forty years before she's the show icon, started. She's an icon. She's a superstar. And yeah, like she's a you, trailblazer. I, she's everything. Right, right. And you can give space to older queens without diminishing yourself. Which it's a, maybe, it's a theory that I just that just popped into my drunken head. But no, I I, I don't disagree. Like like may, maybe this is a stronger argument for why the turnover needs to happen. Like like I think Nicole Byer would be the perfect judge coach for Tamisha because Nicole would bring all of her all of her comedy energy all of her but all of her obvious affection and be like yes wherever you whatever you're not giving me let's find where it is rather than dismissing it for not being good enough uh just yeah it's yeah it's tough to love this show so much that constantly you know is infuriating yeah <laughs> i do love I, I it was nice to hear the two of you search for reasoning. I do think Rue is just obsessed with youth and it's just yeah. the personality type that is that I don't think that they're even aware how unfairly they're judging older queens. And I really dislike it as a viewer. Yeah. yeah because tough. I feel like when I see an older queen who's very talented go home for being middle of the road on a challenge, it it the un- the injustice is just so glaring, and I truly think they don't even see it. It's pretty so blatant. Little... It's pretty blatant, though, because I don't know if I'm skipping ahead, but all the cuts to Tamisha in the lip sync, she knew the words, and and they were very generous with with Candy in in her edit. She gave so much emotion, and I was really like moved by it. I I, I truly enjoyed that. But you could tell that she did not know a lot of the words. And she, you know, they would cut away from her whenever she, you know, didn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yes. let, let, let's get into the lip sync. They're lip syncing to Blue, Blue Cantrell's Hit Em Up Style, which was my jam in college. I was very happy to see this song. It was um, a great song. Oh, uh, it's still, oh, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it was. I mean, it is, but it was a great lip great sync song. Sync. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Um, and I got to say, I think Candy did that thing we find annoying of being too energetic at the song too soon and too constantly i don't think there were real layers to that performance as much like she did a good job she, i'm not saying she did a bad job she did a good job but and maybe it's just my personal preference for tamisha over candy in terms of like style of drag but i was like compelled by candy's performance it started off small and i was worried she was in her own head but then it really blossomed into something that by the end i'm like I would give you, like, I would put a $20 bill in your hand uh, over the guardrail at this bar if you were doing this in front of me. I also, I feel like Candy really needs this and is hungry and is emotionally volatile and is um, raw in a way that I feel like performing a song like this with that kind of emotional vulnerability, whether or not you know the songs, 
there is something really compelling visually about that. Mm -hmm. And I think Tamisha is twice her age and found her zen a long time ago and performed this song calmly with none of the desperation or the raw nerve that I feel like Candy had. Mm -hmm. And I do... I do think that Candy knew less of the words than Tamisha. Um, but I also feel like, at least for me, it felt like Tamisha did a good job. Candy really, like, sold it. Um, I agree. I, I Yeah, I mean, even, even with the editing, even with knowing that they probably wanted to keep Candy, I, I really enjoyed the emotion in her, in her eyes, in her face in her body, especially at the end. Yeah, she was crying after. And yeah, like, so there were layers that it just started at a 10 and went to, like, a 12. Yeah, you know? and I like I feel like she has a boyfriend who cheated on her two years ago that that still hurts, that, like, she was fully pulling from. Like, I feel like there was so much somebody who's 25 and life is messy and uncertain in her, and, like, desperation. And when she was crying and Tamisha lost... And they went. She went over and hugged her and said, "I'm so sorry." The look of like sisterly empathy and like sadness in Candy's eyes. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've already seen the humanity in both of them so much, but it it made me like and see like the humanity in both of them so yeah. much more. Yeah, and 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 Tamisha was such a like you know part of it's just class act. Yeah, she part was of it's such the, a class act. Yeah, part of it's the pageant of it all, but like you could tell it was genuine. And, like, I, like, I, the hug could have felt very forced or, like, just the thing we do to not get dragged on social media, but you just get, right, you're right, Tamisha, you said it perfectly, Tamisha found her zen forever ago and knows what the actual stakes of things are and what's worth holding on to and what's not, so, I mean. I think it was a real apology from Tamisha, and I think Candy really appreciated hearing it at that last moment. Yeah. Um, I think that was very real from both of them yeah i just, agree um i want to see them all on all stars together i want to see i want to see them like after they've toured with each other and they've like you know buried everything and i don't know maybe I, maybe i'm fantasizing but i would love to see a version of 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 their relationship where they're over it all and they can laugh and they're fun on all stars together That's and maybe tamisha has taught Candy a little something about finding her zen just a touch. Yes, um, exactly. But yeah, at the, like, I get based on the kind of ongoing limitation, like, Tamisha's not back to 100% yet, I think, by her own admission at this point, at the point that this was filmed. So do I think she was going to win after the second or third episode? Probably not. Do I wish she had stuck around longer? Absolutely. Um, but at the end of this episode, I was just, I was just sad. I was just like, and and because the therapy's working, I'm experiencing my feelings rather than suppressing them. Stupid therapy, and I just had to, I just had to sit with it. It was just like like I did something I never do, and I watched the uh, What You Packin', which by the way I highly recommend you both watch because, first of all, Tamisha's put on like 10, 10 pounds, like just and you can see it in her face that she is so much healthier. That's right. And it makes me like really want to see her on All Star. Like I'm getting, I'm getting choked up, and I, I don't cry on podcasts. Um, but like seeing her at a better place and with some distance, like it was just like I want this woman back. It's just like, like I, like my heart breaks for her. She's gotten like a really shitty hand, and she hasn't let it break her down. And 
there, there's something about like I I recognize a little of myself of the I'm the grown up in the room that is very my energy, <laughs> so so I I responded to Tamisha a lot and it was really hard to see her go but I'm like like now I want you back on All Stars I want you back on season fourteen I just want you more on this show when you're in a better place to bring everything you are clearly capable of bringing um like yeah that what you packing was actually kind of healing because just just knowing that Tamisha seems better was really needed was really necessary for me but just oh god like just the sequence of events to be cast on thir on 12 and like two days later get this diagnosis it i don't know how you come back from that like that's 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 a th that's a swerve in emotional states that i don't think most people could stand and that uh, like it just sorry i'm rambling now but just i i love her um i want nothing but good things for her because i think she clearly deserves them and yeah, that that's it. She's got him coming. She's got him coming to her for sure. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I, I hope every queen in the universe is like paying this woman tons of money to make exquisite looks for them. I'm very curious what will happen with her career because I think she was so likable, and they put a lot of the edit on her while also like letting her go too soon. I do feel like I'm going to be honest. As much as the show was produced, I do think there is some level to which some of the editors are like. We actually love this queen and would have liked you to have kept her longer. And we're going to really celebrate her in some of these episodes yeah. in a way that might bite Rue in the ass, but like, whatever. Um, and I feel like they, I mean, it's six episodes, even though she's the third eliminated because the season is so oddly structured. But I feel like so many people really like her now that yeah. I am curious what will happen with her in terms of like, Will she be contacted as, like, a costume designer? What will touring look like for her, like, post-COVID? Like, I, I am curious what her blow-up will look like. Because I know that, like, in the future, if it's, like, everything's open and things are normal again, and Tamisha's, like, hosting a live watch of season, I don't know, season 15 at Roscoe's, I will absolutely go. Yeah. So, and I'm curious how widespread that sentiment is. Yeah, maybe we live in our own Tamisha bubble, but I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that it's pretty widespread. Yeah, even the candy stands on my Instagram aren't like, boo, Tamisha, boo. They're like, we love candy and we like this. Like, it, like I, I have not seen or heard anyone say anything uh, not like warmly. But I wouldn't expect a lot of negative. I'm curious how it's different, like the, the negative versus the like, I will go out of my way to see you. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like I know I will go out of my way well, to see and Tamisha. Tamisha feels like a queen that you want to see in person almost more than you want to see her on TV because you know in person those looks are breathtaking. That it's, oh, I'm sure. It, it, it's like the, the gay gasp you give when you see all the Jackie Kennedy dresses at the museum, like that, like <laughs> that's it in person. Oh, but her walking. sheer runway. Oh, I know. I bet in I person. It. I bet in person that is fucking stunning. Yeah, I'm gonna meet Tamisha Mon just break into tears. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> I, that has become abundantly clear. We will be filming it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Does anybody else have any other thoughts on this episode? This might be petty. This is more like a general thought on the season as a whole. Uh, I think maybe because it, it's not hitting quite as much as I would like because so far the only friendship that they are showcasing is the friendship between Tina Burner, who I don't really like, um, Candy Muse, whom I really like, and Gottmik. 
And it just, I don't know. I, I don't find their friendship all that compelling. It's like, ha ha ha, it's we're being bitches. Not. It's definitely not. I want to see more of Simone. Who is Simone bonding with right now? Like, I, I we, we haven't really seen anyone else bond. And it's yeah. just, uh the, the note I made was how far we've come from Alaska talks. Just. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the whole, like, we're mean girls. Isn't that like. I mean, Gottmik rolled her eyes when they said that. Good. Like, was absolutely like, what? Um, reject. I, but I agree with you. I do think they're so preoccupied with Candy in a way that is like, I'm sure other things are happening and Candy is good television, but like. Please don't silky nutmeg ganache this. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't overdo this again. Um, I need to see the other unexpected friendships that are that are forming in this group because I'm sure there are some great ones. Yeah, no, I feel like we see none of, like, Denali and yeah. Simone and Lalari. Like, and I'm sure on some level they're, like, quietly doing their makeup, but I'm sure they're talking to people. Yeah, I want to know who Utica is friends with because it's, I, bet exactly. I bet it's everyone, like, including craft services. Like, like, yeah. like, like Utica's been at the online christening for one of the PA's kids. <laughs> God, that is so specific and so believable. Um, all right. Well, on that note, I think we're ready to wrap things up. Uh, Buffy Cummers, thank you so much for coming. We always love having your opinions on Drag Race. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a blast. It's lovely to see your face. It's been it's been too long. It has been too long. I absolutely agree. Indeed. Um, all right. Well, thank you everyone so much for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe. I've been Condé Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye.